Welcome to Alpha Coding Podcast, an all-access pass to medical coding and billing pro tips that help you start your week off smarter. And now, here is your host, Tony L. Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Coding Podcast series. I am your host, Tony L. Holmes. Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. Today is April 13th, and I hope everyone is doing well and in good health and also doing their part with social distancing and staying home with the quarantine. So I can't thank our healthcare workers, our cashiers, our truck drivers, our cleaning people, everybody that is showing up day in and day out, making sure that we can all live our lives and have the things that we need and be safe and healthy. So thank you. We really appreciate all of your sacrifices. So our topic for today is going to focus on my top 10 pro tips for effective business video conferencing. There are a lot of newer folks that are entering the video conferencing world. And so I wanted to do this episode to give you some really good tips about how to do this effectively. So before we dive into our topic, it's time for your Monday dose of positivity, the Mindset Monday tip. And it's brought to you by Contempo Coding, which is an on-demand educational resource provider created for coders by coders. They specialize in affordable coding certification prep courses to help you accelerate in your career. Right now, they're offering $100 off the Certified Risk Adjustment Coding Prep course when you order through our affiliate website. Visit our website, alphacodingexperts.com, and head over to the Deals and Discounts tab for a link to take advantage of this absolute steal of a deal. So our Mindset Monday tip is all about keeping things into perspective, and I think this is really important, especially in the challenging times that we're currently facing. And really remembering that everything in life is temporary. Every situation is temporary. So the quote I want to share with you says, everything, every situation in life is temporary. So when life is good, make sure you enjoy it and receive it fully. And when life is not so good, remember that it will not last forever and better days are on the way. So I feel like much of the unsettling feelings that really everybody's kind of having during this difficult period of time with the pandemic comes from this underlying fear of uncertainty. And we as humans fear uncertainty. We have this instinct. How long will this last? Will our lives ever go back to normal? Will I ever be able to go to a restaurant again? All of these things are are in the back of our mind and we're constantly thinking about it. But I want you to remember that everything is temporary. We're going to get through this because as the quote says, everything in life is temporary. So stay strong. We've got this and I'm sending you all virtual fist bumps. So today we're going to cover my top pro tips for effective business video conferencing. So there are many video conferencing platforms out there. Zoom, Skype, GoToMeeting. I think Adobe also has a platform. I recently just used BlueJeans platform for a client that I did a six hour live on video presentation. So I've worked with pretty much all 
of the platforms. Zoom is my favorite, my personal preference, but you definitely want to make sure that you have all of the major platforms downloaded and installed on your computer. This makes things easier when you're dialing into the meeting and it takes less time. I know a lot of people wait until the last minute to dial in and then your computer has to install the program and so it takes like five minutes to actually go through that process. So definitely want to make sure you have the big ones already pre-installed on your computer ready to go. And just a disclaimer, I am not being paid by Zoom or any of the other platforms that I'm talking about in today's episode. I'm not being sponsored. I'm not being paid. Although if you are with Zoom or any other platform and you want to talk to me about a sponsorship, please reach out. I'd be happy to connect with you. So you'll notice in the title of today's episode, Pro Tips for Effective Business Video Conferencing, emphasis on the business video conferencing. So this is not an episode about Skyping or FaceTiming with friends and family members. This is going to be specific to a professional setting and business video conferencing. So my pro tips are going to be very focused on the business side and really the proper decorum for video conferencing. So much of my job is actually spent on training providers and clinicians and other healthcare professionals on best practices and clinical documentation, clinical documentation templates, processes, workflows. So I've spent a lot of time on camera doing trainings and conferences. So there are some things that I've picked up along the way that I really want to share with you that I know are going to really take your video conferencing skills to that next level. So pro tip number one, test your setup prior to any scheduled meeting. So make sure, as I mentioned earlier, that you have all of the programs pre-installed on your computer and that way you just click the link and you're good to go. You're right there and you don't have to worry about downloading any additional programs. Also, make sure to log in to test that your audio and video are working simultaneously and there's no issues with your connection or your audio. I know that's a common thing, especially with computers. Sometimes the audio doesn't work with that particular program. You might have to change a setting. So again, test, 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 test. Also, make sure that you have a fully charged battery if you're using a laptop or a tablet. Make sure that it's good to go or if it's charging that you've already plugged it in so that you don't have to stop in the middle of your meeting to do so. And then be sure to test your sound quality to make sure that there's no echoes or any background noise. You can do that all as part of the test setup. So pro tip number two, use a laptop or computer. So this is going to be really important for video conferencing because I know there are people that try to do this on their phones or their tablets. When you use a laptop or a computer, your connection and the quality of your audio and video is going to be much better. So avoid phones and tablets for the purposes of video conferences if you can. Now, if you have a tablet that you use all the time, it's reliable, you know that it works, then go ahead. But I would advise for a video conference, especially if it's being recorded, that you use a hard computer or laptop. Also, if you're logging into a meeting where you are listening or watching a presentation, logging in from your phone can sometimes inhibit your ability to interact through the chat box or use some of the system functions. So just keep that in mind. Video conferencing is always going to be best facilitated on a laptop or a computer. So pro tip number three, design a clean and visibly attractive background area. So this is super important, especially in a business 
business professional environment, you don't want to be doing this video conference from your patio or by the pool or in your bedroom. It needs to be in a place that is professional, that has a really nice background, that really serves as your office, your designated office space. So if you have a home office, that's going to be the place where you would want to do the video conference. Obviously, not everyone has a home office, but you can always make a section in a room and you can put up a few pictures, maybe a white backdrop, something that will kind of change the visibility of the space because that background picture is going to be really important. That's what people are seeing. It sets the tone for your environment. In the context of a business video conference, you want to make sure that your environment really speaks to the professionalism of who you are and that meeting. This is really critical. I think sometimes people think, oh yeah, we're in a pandemic, so I could just do it wherever. And then they end up logging in from their couch where their kids are crowding around and it's just not really a professional environment. So just keep that in mind. You want a professional environment and you want to make sure that that background is really indicative of the professional setting that you want to convey to the person that you're conferencing with. And I've noticed that some people like to change their background to some of the animated backgrounds. I think that's okay, but I would advise against it just because it kind of takes away from the professionalism. It can be really distracting. And I know with some of the backgrounds, your head can really look very distorted. And so again, that just kind of adds to the distraction. So I would advise against using those in this setting. That might be appropriate for friends and family, but in the business professional context, not so much. So pro tip number four, how you look on camera is important. So as part of the testing and making sure that your setup is correct, you want to also pay special attention to how you look on camera. Make sure that you have good lighting in the room that you're doing the video conference in and that people can see you and they can see your facial expressions. They can see the words that are coming out of your mouth. You also want to test your angles. So make sure that the camera is not in an unflattering angle. You don't want to be right on top of the camera. You want to be far enough back that people can actually see you from the shoulders up. That's really best practice in a video conferencing setting. Again, play with it a little bit and see how it best works for you, but definitely make sure that you're not doing the face plant in the camera angle because that's not going to be good. It's going to be really distracting on camera for the person that's video conferencing with you. Also, filters are great. So some of the filter settings in Zoom, for example, will give you that enhanced look, that on-camera look. You can enable those through some of the settings changes. I know Zoom has a really flattering filter. Some of the other products probably have that as well. But if you look at your settings, you'll be able to change a lot of those features. So I'm not saying this is like a TV interview, but just pay special attention to how you're looking on camera because again, that just adds to the professionalism of the video conference. So pro tip number five, dress for success. So I'm not really sure where people picked up the idea that they could just roll out of bed and hop on a video conference, but that's not going to fly for the business setting. So really dress for success. Dress like you would go to a meeting at the office or if you were going to a conference. Business, casual. Now I'm not saying that you have to get dressed up in a suit, but you need to look professional. It needs to look like if you were going to meet this person in person, this is how you would be dressed. So cardigans are a lady's best friend. I know Victoria Mole posted on her Instagram, a pro tip.
tip. And I just love that pro tip, Victoria. She had a shawl that she put on when she did her video conferencing. And that's just a great pro tip. Cardigans are great, especially for women. If you're a male, you can grab a jacket. There's just so many things that you can do. But make sure that you're dressed for success. You look professional. You look polished. And please wear pants. I know some people don't wear pants. What if you have to stand up? There's some type of an emergency or maybe you need to go to the restroom. You need to have pants on so that if something does happen and you have to stand up, the person on camera is not going to see something that they don't want to see. And yes, I actually have to say that because I've been in video conferences where people have somehow forgotten to wear their pants and then they accidentally just by instinct stand up during the conference and it's really awkward. So don't be that person. Pro tip number six, get to know all the shortcut features for the conferencing platform that you're using. So I primarily use Zoom, so I pretty much know all of the shortcuts. So like, for example, Alt plus A, if you do those two keys while you're on the Zoom platform in a conference, it will allow you to quickly mute yourself or unmute yourself instead of having to find the button and actually press it. And this can be really beneficial when you're actually presenting, you're the presenter of the meeting because it's harder to actually mute yourself when you're the presenter and you're sharing your screen because you have to go an additional step. You have to take a couple of additional steps to do it. So having those shortcuts can really be beneficial. There's so many little features in the platforms that you can take advantage of if you go through and actually customize your settings. So get to know all of those shortcut features. So pro tip number seven, eliminate all background noise. So this is really important. You want to make sure that wherever you're doing the video conference, it's in a place that doesn't have any background noise. We should not be able to hear your children or your family members or your animals, your dogs barking in the background. It should be in a place that is noise free, distraction free. I know there's a little bit more flexibility with the pandemic and everyone kind of being forced to work from home and schools being canceled. Do your best to ensure a noise free environment. Another thing that can be really helpful is use headphones. And I recommend wired headphones just because sometimes with Zoom, especially Zoom doesn't like to cooperate with the AirPods or the earbuds. So having those wired headphones can really be helpful. You can actually hear who you're conferencing with a lot better. And if you do have background noise, you won't hear it as much because you'll have the headphones. So that can be really helpful. So pro tip number eight, have a backup plan in case disaster strikes. So this has happened to me on countless occasions. I'm all set up, ready to go for a video conference, or I'm in the middle of a video conference and my neighbor decides to power wash the side of his house or mow his lawn or blow all of the leaves out of his lawn. And this is incredibly frustrating because I can't hear and the person that's on the video conference also can't hear. So this is where having a backup plan pays dividends. So you want to stop in the middle of the conference, let the person know that you've had some unexpected hiccup happen, your neighbors started mowing their lawn, and so you're going to need to move to another space. So ask for a minute and then quickly pick up your materials and go to that space 
space. Now, the space doesn't have to be perfect, doesn't have to be like your normal setup. It's a backup. It's a backup plan and somewhere that is noise-free and distraction-free. And if you want to ask me what my backup plan is, it's been the closet. Sometimes it's been the car. It's been my garage. Wherever I need to go to make sure that people can hear me and I'm not going to be in a distracting environment. People appreciate that a lot more than you just kind of pushing through and trying to make it work. The noise in the background can be incredibly distracting. So pro tip number nine, stay fully engaged for the entire duration of the video call. So this should go without saying, but I feel like in the age of distraction and technology, people just start instinctively picking up their phone and responding to text messages or emails. Please don't do this. You want to stay fully engaged with this person to offset the fact that you're not actually in person meeting. So don't take other calls. Don't answer text messages. Don't scroll social media. Don't start checking and answering your emails. This is not the time. You want to stay fully present, fully engaged with the person you're video conferencing with. You want this person to feel like they have your full attention and you are engaged and present. So pro tip number 10, communication is key. So in the video conferencing setting, you're going to need to communicate some things that you wouldn't need to communicate if you were conducting this meeting in person. So for example, you want to make sure that you inform the person that you are conferencing with that you're taking notes. You're not looking away. You're not distracted because maybe they can't see that you're writing things down. And so telling someone that can be really beneficial so that they know that you're not distracted. Your attention is not away from them. So let them know I'm taking notes. That's something that you wouldn't need to communicate if you were in person because they would see that you're doing that. Also, be sure to confirm that the person you are conferencing with can hear you okay and can see you okay. It's always good to do that in the first minute of talking to them. Can you hear me okay? Can you see me okay? Just confirm that. Make sure that they are not experiencing any technical difficulties. And if they are, go ahead and try to get that addressed early on in the meeting. And then at the end of the conference, be sure to thank the person for their time and let them know that you really enjoyed meeting with them via video conference. It's the little things that can really go a long way in enhancing the efficacy of your video meeting. So just to summarize my top 10 pro tips for effective business video conferencing. Number one, test your setup prior to any scheduled meeting. Number two, use a laptop or computer to log into the meeting. Number three, design a clean and visibly attractive background area. Number four, how you look on camera is important. Number five, dress for success. Number six, get to know all the shortcut features of the conferencing platform you are using. Number seven, eliminate all background noise. Number eight, have a backup plan in case disaster strikes. Number nine, stay fully engaged for the entire duration of the video call. Number 10, communication is key. So it's time for this week's coding pro tip and it's brought to you by Project Resume. When is the last time you had your resume updated? Your resume is literally your entry ticket to that next great opportunity. Project Resume will design a customized ATS-friendly resume to demonstrate your unique skills and experience. And even better, it's written by coders for coders. Make that investment in yourself today. Visit projectresume.net and mention my code Alpha Coding for special pricing. If you have a coding-related question and would like it to be featured in one of our coding pro tips, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube.
you. So our coding question is actually going to be related to the question that I answered last week from one of our listeners in Chicago. So I should have mentioned that I had a bit of context and history with the person that submitted the question. So I understand when I actually heard the playback that it might have been a little bit confusing about the incident to application in the telehealth setting. So my apologies. I want to make sure that everyone knows for the record, if your providers are meeting the incident to criteria, so the patient is an established patient, they have an established plan of care, and they're meeting all of the specific criteria for incident two, then it is appropriate to bill under incident two guidelines, so long as you're meeting all of the criteria. So just to be abundantly clear, yes, you can use incident two in the telehealth setting. Just want to make sure that all of the criteria is met and the providers are enrolled with Medicare because incident two is a Medicare rule. But it's important that all providers are enrolled with Medicare because there are going to be instances where the mid-level provider is doing things that are outside of incident two. And on those cases, the provider needs to report under their own provider number. So just keep that in mind. We could talk about incident two as a separate episode, and I do plan to cover that, but I apologize for any confusion on that. So if you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button now so you never miss another episode. Also, be sure to drop us a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate your support. The more comments and ratings we get, the more people we can ultimately reach and help. So this concludes today's episode. And until next week, thank you for listening to Alpha Coding Podcast. We'll see you next Monday. For more information about medical coding and billing pro tips, including how to hire alpha coding experts, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or visit our website at www.alphacodingexperts.com.